and this is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. My name is Jill. I am your host tonight. I am, of course, joined with Nick, Joe, Jake, and Ethan. Yes, the House Bets trio is in a podcast together as well. We're so multifaceted. (laughs) But we are going to be talking about the NFL Week 14 there are some big games that are happening. It is the push for the playoffs. We have teams that are just trying to get into a wild card spot while there are teams that are trying to hold on to their reign at the top. But of course, all of that week 14 action will start with Thursday night football, which I is going to be an interesting game. <laughs> the Raiders are taking on the Los Angeles Rams who are newly behind Baker Mayfield, his third team in a year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with Nick. What's your thoughts on this Thursday night game? Um, I'm, I I think that the Raiders are are going to get a get right game and uh, it, get right game. They've won three in a row. Yeah, but the get righter. <laughs> it, it hasn't it hasn't seemed like it hasn't seemed like anything like great. Um, I think that the I think it's going to be an easy game for the Raiders t- uh, tomorrow. So I don't even is Baker Baker's not going to start for them tomorrow, is he? He is. He might. I he think is. I think I saw he was going to be starting for them. Uh, if he's starting, then yeah, they're going to win by three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, what are you thinking? I mean, it's funny that we talk about this game because at the beginning of the year, we were like, hey, pencil and that's going to be a good Thursday night matchup. Raiders, all the new people they brought in, Rams defending their title, and uh, look at where we are now. It's just terrible. So I'm right there with Nick. This is get, The Raiders are winning this game. The Rams are pretty much rolling out the hospital ward out there just to try to put a roster together. I think I saw a graphic of last year's wide receivers compared to this year's wide receivers, and the only person that was still there was Van Jefferson and Cam Akers. Everybody else at all the other positions was a different person. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams team, they're decimated. The Raiders, if, if they win four in a row, I mean, I think I made a comment on Rob's uh, live we did for the Patriots. He said the Raiders are, you know, they're turning it around right now, and someone told me I was an idiot. And I was like, um, well, they've won three in a row, make it four in a row after uh, after Thursday night. Yeah, that's that's funny that you brought up Cam Akers because they, they try to oust him in the middle in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the season. He's barely still there, yeah. Which makes no sense. But I mean, yeah, the Raiders are winning this game. Uh yes. And I did just look up really quickly to confirm because I thought I read it, and Sean McVay was quoted as saying he is leaning towards Baker being active versus the Raiders. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh Nick and Joe kind of nailed it. I have are we, I don't know, we're kind of a little sneak peek for tomorrow's episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> I like the Raiders a lot. I like the Raiders to, like Nick said, to win by a blowout. Uh, that's what usually means the opposite is going to happen if I'm saying that, but I do like the Raiders <laughs> in a blowout. Don't, I think, don't jinx it. I know. I think the Raiders are getting hot at the perfect time for them, especially they're in the hunt right now. This would be a perfect game for them just to keep on rolling. Yeah, I completely do agree with that. Ethan, last but certainly not least, what are you thinking? I feel like this is just a fuck situation for Baker. He gets he gets released and claimed, and then McVay's like, oh, yeah, no, no, you're good. Just, you know, learn the playbook in two days. Oh, It's yeah. going to be a shit show, and the Rams are going to get their shit kicked in. But even yeah. without Baker, I think we can all agree the Rams were probably most likely Oh, well, yeah, definitely going. they were going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be just Baker Mayfield, but I, you, you do bring up valid points to two days to learn a a book is crazy. But moving on to Sunday, we have a couple good divisional matchups. We'll start off in the North. We're going to actually start off in the North for a little bit, but the NFC North, the Vikings and the Lions. This is a big game for both of these teams because if the Lions win that drastically does affect the Vikings with their playoff clinching. So we'll start opposite since we did it the other way. We'll go the now reverse way, Uno reverse card. Ethan, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm a Lions believer because I have Jared Goff and Amon Ra on my fantasy team. But uh, besides that, I mean, I, I like the Lions. I want them to win, but I don't think they're going to win. I okay. have... 
I I think the Vikings are obviously going to win this one. I just don't think that the Lions defense can really keep up with their offense. I don't think they really have a, a true guy that are, that's going to be able to guard either Thielen or Jefferson or even Hawkinson. It, it, we it's, have to remember, gonna, though, the Lions know Hawkinson. They do, but you still have yes. Dalvin Cook, Other. Jefferson, Thielen. I just think the Vikings are going to come out on this. But I think it's going to be somewhat of a close game, though. All right. I want to say, if I remember closely, didn't the Lions keep them within three points earlier in the season already? So we could see another close one. Jake, what are you thinking? Uh, I do agree with you. I think this game is going to be very close, but I think the Vikings end up winning it. Their offense is just way too good. And it's for the NFC North, so I think they get it done. It's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. Definitely take the over in that game, but I think the Vikings are going to take it. Yeah, it's a matter of when the Vikings clinch. I don't think it's a matter of if. Joe, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's funny you say the Lions know TJ Hawkinson. I mean, my grandma knows me, but I can still toast her ass on a football field. So, I mean, uh, let's be the- real here. <laughs> just, 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 like the, uh, just because you know somebody doesn't mean you're capable of guarding Was grandma them, a honest. former tight end in the NFL? No, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I I, run a pretty mean route, and let's be real. She's she's probably equivalent to a Lions corner or, or linebacker trying to guard TJ Hawkinson. So, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. We're, that's that's the, the truth. I mean, no. Yeah. No, the, the, there. the Titans knew AJ Brown. Yeah, and he toasted uh, their ass too. So I mean, <laughs> that's- Joe, please don't be toasting your grandma on a football field, man. Oh, dude, dude, I tr- I truck old ladies. They get in my way on the football field. No one, no one gets a free pass. All right, no one gets a free pass. You're out there, you're getting you're getting truck sticked. All right, but no, seriously, I actually picked the Lions in this game. Okay, I did. I picked the Lions in this game. I 100% like the Lions in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they combined for 60 points in this game. It would not surprise me at all because the both defenses really are pretty much, for lack of a better word, ass. All right. They're straight booty juice. They're dump they're dumpster juice that's been on fire for three days. They're not good defenses. I think the Vikings have shown up a little bit better in red zone defense, but I mean, you look who they faced. They faced the Patriots team who is like dead last in red zone. Uh, offense efficiency and can't score if they get inside the 20 even if like they had a gun to their head they would all just be brains on the on the damn field but only be inside the 20 so you wouldn't really have to worry about it and then uh they faced the jets and the jets you know they had mike white but at the same time mike white i think threw like what two picks in that game so yeah i wanted they played a better red zone red zone defense there but at the end of the day I, we're all saying, oh, the, the Vikings have such a great offense. They have such a great offense. This Lions team has been in the top five offense all not forget that. I mean, Jared Goff is playing really damn well. And I know we've all seen the the the, the talk in the chat. Oh, who are the Lions going to have their quarterback next year? It's Jared Goff. Like, we can go ahead and pencil that in right now. They're not looking for another quarterback. He's playing out of his mind. He's in a good system that utilizes his skills well with good skill position players. I think we a lot of people also love to forget, love to forget, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. You don't go to a Super Bowl if you're a bad quarterback. But um, condolences to your grandmother, who you are (laughs) going to lay out on the field. Let's hear from Nick. What are you thinking? Uh, So I I have the I have the Vikings. I think the the Lions, um, their offense is really good. They've been flowing, but I think it's going to come to a halt this week. And uh, the Vikings are they just want to take command and get that division all uh, situated before before the next few weeks um i i, I like i like amin ross st brown and, and and how swift has been playing but uh i think i think the vikings are going to finally finally come in clutch and and not have a close game like they did last time with them don't oh. discount dj chark man he's back off ir he's looked good the last two weeks he has, I, have yeah. to say, I honestly forgot about dj chark Everyone did in my fantasy league too, and I stashed him on my IR spot, and he came active and won me some games. So, DJ, oh. thank you. So, <laughs> continuing on in the north, but this time we are going over to the AFC. This is battle of the battles for all four teams, starting off with a super important game for Baltimore heading into Pittsburgh to take on their, I would dare I say, number one rival. All right, 
Joe, what's your thoughts on this game? Oh, it's <sighs> the Steelers are winning this game. No Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews has is, is been hurt all year. They have no wide receivers that can do anything unless it's a deep bomb. And the Steelers defense is built to get after quarterbacks and prevent deep shots. Like, you know, TJ Watt is back. TJ Watt is questionable and most likely will be out. I did read. Most likely. I'll, I'll wait for game day, but either way. Either way. Either way. It doesn't matter. Do you watch the Colts game? Colts-Pittsburgh uh, game? Are we really going to compare the Ravens to the Colts? The Colts got better defense. And their offense looks about as anemic as the Ravens have looked in the last four weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, I am. I mean, honestly, the Colts have a way better defense than the Ra- than the Ravens do. And there's no one who can argue that. Absolutely. And the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers destroyed that defense. Kenny Pickett played out of his mind. Yes, and they're going to do the same thing to the Ravens. They're going to do the same thing to the Ravens. Oh, oh, we will have to see. I think that that is a must win for the Ravens. I'm just putting oh, that out must, there. They're, and they're going to lose it. Because <laughs> I do want to point out a fact before we continue on, because I'm going to go to Jake next. The Bengals have lost two times to the Steelers this season. The Ravens have one game. If the Ravens do win this game, that two-up is very important against the Bengals. So we have to keep that in mind how much of a must-win this is. But Jake, I digress. It's going to end in a tie. Um, <laughs> I don't. It's, this is a weird game that I've been looking at, and I don't know where to go with it. A part of me really wants to pick Pittsburgh just due to the fact that uh, Baltimore's offense is not interested <coughs> right now. But then a part of me thinks Baltimore's offense is going to turn it up. I, I, I don't know where to. I really don't. I just, it's just my how my brain is been working. Riddle, give me the riddle, Batman. Riddle me that, Batman. I don't, I don't how, how know. It, their offense I, is Lamar Jackson, and he's he's literally might as well be on IR. I know. I just don't <laughs> now know. Now he is week to week. But just, I don't know. I don't know what to think I of this game. I really mind. hope it just ends in like a tie. I Tyler. really don't know how to think about this game. Tyler Huntley came in and played last season. Yes, he did not win many games for the Ravens, but we have to remember that he does have relationships with this offense and is capable. He did come in and he played like Lamar Jackson Jr. So we have to remember that without Lamar, I still think they're going to be okay. But Ethan, give us your points. I mean, if I'm being honest, I trust Baltimore more than a Steelers offense led by Kenny Pickett. I'm not a Kenny Pickett hater, but I'm a Kenny Pickett hater. He just, I don't think he can run the offense there. I mean, Najee Harris, I guess he's doing okay the last few weeks, but I trust a old man was dementia over Kenny Pickett to say the least. So Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or were you referencing for like Ben Roethlisberger to come (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right, Nick. Uh, So, I I mean, I'm going with the Steelers here, but I think it's going to be a a turnover battle. Each offense going to turn it over a few times. And um, but I think that the that Pickett and the Steelers do do score. It's like a 17-10 game to me, I think. I, I would very much – I like that. I would agree. It's going to be very low. But take, the, take the under in that game. Take So Jake said it. Do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, take the over because it would be like – Well, now he said both. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't bet, I can't bet the points total now. He's ruined <laughs> it. All right. Bye. Moving on to the next part of the NF, NFC, AFC North. I'm getting so confused in my Norths right now. The Browns head into Cincinnati to take on a silent but deadly Bengals team. So, Nick, we'll start with you. What are you thinking on this one? Uh, I think I think Joe Burrow is playing himself into MVP conversation, and uh-huh. uh, this game isn't going to stop him. I have no faith in Deshaun Watson. Last week kind of confirmed that. I know he hasn't played for a few years, but um, I still don't think he's that good. And uh, I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are it, – it's given me the vibes from last season. They're they're creeping up near the near playoff mm-hmm. time, and they're getting that momentum right when they need to. Yeah, that, that accurate description. And um, you said the one who shall not be named. Just putting yeah. that out there. Ethan, what are you thinking? I mean, it, it's – I just trust the Bengals – 
a lot more than Deshaun Watson overall. I, like like I like Nick said. I mean, he I don't have to named. <laughs> <laughs> we do not speak his name in this channel. You shall not pass. Sorry, sorry. I trust Joe Burrow a lot more than unnamed quarterback <laughs> who did some naughty things. Correct. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I know he hasn't played in a couple seasons, no. but I, I, I just can't trust someone who throws the ball straight to the defense, as we saw last game. We also have to remember he, when he did play in preseason, he wasn't looking that great either. So that's if the Browns D and special teams didn't have all the touchdowns last week, they would they they could have lost. Yes, and I was praying they were. He doesn't run the ball enough with Nick Chubb. It's hurting my fantasy team. <laughs> I I have a feeling they're going to try this week. But Jake, give us your thoughts on this one. Uh, I think the Bengals win, but I think the Browns cover. I think it's going to be a very close game than people think. I know people don't like to hear that, but no one's a fan of DW right now. But I think DW is – I think – the Browns are still in the playoff hunt, and if they win this game, they're creeping right up there between the Pats and the Chargers. I think it's going to be a very, very close and competitive game. I think the Bengals win, but the Browns will cover. And the Browns seven, I think. If there's one thing I know about AFC North teams, it's some of the greatest rivalries. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to even put that both Norths. The NFC and AFC North puts on some of the absolute best rivalry games compared to anyone. But, Joe, what are your thoughts on this one? DW, as we're going to dub him, uh, <laughs> legitimately is the only person I've ever seen get put under center and bring his entire team down. Like the running back, he's got to turn and hand the ball off to him. Nick Chubb, barely, I think he had like 4.8 fantasy points, nothing. Mari Cooper, like five point something fantasy points, nothing. Hell, Njoku didn't even want to play. He was like, oh, no, I think I want to sit this one out because I don't want my fantasy numbers to be hurt. And I mean, it just, it makes no sense. Like you went, yeah. I don't know who in their right mind says, hey, he hasn't played in two and a half years. Um, we're going to go ahead and toss his ass in there week 13 because, you know, viewing numbers because we're in Houston where he came from. Yeah. And uh, then we're and just sit our quarterback who's literally been playing pretty much, you know, for lack of a better word, out of his mind compared to his talent level because Jacoby Brissett by no means is anything less than like low tier mid quarterback, you know. So the I, I don't agree with Jake on this one. I think this game is going to be a blowout. I think Deshaun Watson gets benched before the first half is over and Jacoby Brissett comes in and probably performs admirably and starts a QB con controversy in Cleveland, but they're still going to lose by at least two, two scores. I don't think there's going to be – I saw Ethan, and I'm going to let him give his point, but I don't think there will be a QB controversy in, in Cleveland because, number one, the Browns for many years have been stupid in a lot of their picks. It's not even just this one. I will give them credit there. But they paid him two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. There's no way that there's a quarterback controversy. But I mean, what are you about to say? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't going to really say anything. I was just going to yell at Joe for saying the unknown name. Oh, darn oh. it, yeah. Joe! <laughs> I I said, did I say? Did I say DW's name? I thought I said yeah, Jacoby you said it. Name. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed up. But I mean, look. So you say they pay him that much money, and there's not going to be a Q QB controversy. Do you remember the the contract the Houston Texans gave Brock Osweiler? No, wow, that's a throwback name. Two hundred eighteen million some odd dollars for this this fucking guy, and he played a season and a half as a starter, and he had so much guaranteed money that he's still on the roster for two years later. And before they finally cut him, they just said, "Here, we'll give you the rest of it." All right, like legitimately, just because you get paid a lot of money doesn't mean you're you're you're. I, if you want to win, if you want to win, I have a feeling. It's an inkling. I think the Houston Texans front office is somehow smarter than the Browns front office. Oh, the, the front office they have now, I'd agree with that. I mean, clearly, you know, Bill O'Brien, who everyone wants as a Patriots OC, you know, he was he did great things in Houston, didn't he? I, meh, I, meh. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on and we're going east. And that is to another division matchup between the Jets and the Bills. I think I'm going to put this up here. I'm going to say this is probably one of the most watched games this week. There's so much anticipation going into it. And Ethan, we'll start with you. What are you thinking oh, for this one? I'm so special. Um, <laughs> I hope that little kid doesn't get his ice cream this week, to say the least. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I want the Bills to just demolish the Jets. 
I hate the Bills and I also hate the Jets, but God forbid, I don't want that kid to get his ice cream this week. Wow. Not, not even a sports take. Just I want that kid to not get his ice cream. Oh my god! I'm the, that is wow, the best so take I've ever seen. You know what the good part about starting with Ethan was? It can only go up from there. Yeah. Well, um, Joe, what are you thinking for this one? I want that kid to get his ice cream. Shut up! I, I mean, I no, you deserve your ice cream, kid. All right, don't let Ethan take your ice cream from you. Okay. Now, I will say this, like. The, I, as a Patriots fan, I'm sort of biased. I want the Jets to lose so the Patriots can win against the Cardinals, which we'll get into later, uh, and uh, get back in the playoff picture. But at the same time, I'm taking the Jets in this game because Mike White under center and that defense looks a lot better yeah. than Josh Allen under center in the Bills defense right now. And, you know, I think that that's the big difference right now. And you look at the difference the way the offensive players who we're talking about the offense when Zach Wilson was under center. We need to do better, this, that, and the other. You know, there's a lot of, like, animosity. You could tell there were some people who weren't happy with the cute quarterback play. Mike White goes under center, and the first thing you see is Garrett Wilson come out and said, I would go to war for this man. <laughs> like, like literally, he, he's played two games, and they're like, yep. It would literally run into a, a minefield holding grenades with the pins pulled towards the enemy for this man. That is what they're saying, so – Clearly, the Bills have some problems, all right? They they didn't look all that great against a Patriots team that has looked absolutely dog shit all year. And I think the Jets, with Mike White under center, can beat them. Yeah. And that would make the Jets 1-3 in, <laughs> in the division. Or the Bills 1-3 in the division. would agree with points. The other thing I did want to quickly mention, Joe was the one that gave me the news right before because I – Sorry, I, I was not up to date on my Bills news. Von Miller is out for the remainder of the season with an injury. So talking about that Bills defense, we have to remember a major key component is no longer there. But Jake, what are you thinking for this one? Um, I really do want to pick the Jets because I know Josh Allen isn't 100%. I know a lot of players on the Bills defense are kind of binged up. But I think, I think I'd still take a, I don't know, 60%, 40%, 50% Josh Allen over probably 25 other quarterbacks in this league. So I'm still going to pick the Bills. I still think they're the best team in the AFC. I still think they have the best offense in the AFC. I know Kansas City would probably want to have a word. I just – I just Buffalo is – off. I Even Cincinnati, I just – I really, as a diehard Patriot fan, I just – I hate saying this. I just love Buffalo. Their offense between Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis, Devon Diggs, getting James Cook now more involved. Josh Allen is their leading rusher. He just he can do it all. I still think they keep it rolling. I really do like Buffalo, and it pains me to fucking say that. <laughs> all right, and Nick, you're going to bring us home on this one, and please do not talk about this kid's ice cream for the life. <laughs> <laughs> you scream ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. All right, let's do that. Nah, it, we need a three scoop on that code, Nick. Get us the third scoop. We got one for me, then one for me. We need a third scoop. I think it's gonna it's gonna be all Bills, actually. Um, I think that the Bills are coming back for revenge on that Jets game. Uh, there, there's no way that the Bills lose two in a row or two games to the to the Jets this season. I just think that Josh Allen hasn't had a great performance at, what in the last like five six weeks. And um, he he wants to get that MVP. He wants to be in the MVP conversation as well. So I think that he needs to have that type of performance to uh, to stay in the conversation. So I do expect that out of him. And uh, I expect uh, Mike White to not have his best, best game. All righty. And this is an interesting week. I'm liking these matchups because it's really easy to just roll right into the next game. We are going to be moving down south to the lovely state of Texas where the Houston Texans are going into Dallas and taking on the Cowboys. A Lone Star State battle. Jake, what are you thinking for this one? Cowboys. Yeah, just flat out Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, this can turn into a thing where Joe and I picked the Cowboys and Jill picks Houston and Houston wins. I'm probably never doing a podcast ever again. <laughs> Hey, I said first to score, and they're gonna get that spread. And you know what? Eagles just couldn't, couldn't. I know. I just that is 
Dallas. Why do you have to bring up the pain, Jake? Why yeah, do you have to bring I can't up the even. Pain? I still can't sleep. We're not even in that. that segment, and you're bringing the. I'm ha- like, like literally that that little chihuahua with like all the World War II stuff going. On, just that's me right now. Thank you, thank you, because I was there with you. I was on your side. And I'm on your side again, unfortunately. So well, now yeah. I feel like Jill's going to be right. I know. Whenever Joe and I are together, it doesn't work out. It never works. <laughs> well, Joe, then well, since you're on his side, let's hear your thoughts. Since Jake just went <clears throat> cowboys. Just cowboys. Ended it. What, what insight do you have to this? Houston shouldn't even have wasted the bus or plane fare to go down to go up to Dallas. It should just you should have just stayed home, waved the white flag because if if the fourth quarter against the Colts, who have a way better defense than Houston does, told you anything about what the Texans can expect, I mean, I watched that game. I went to the bathroom. They were it was nineteen to like what twenty two or something like that. I came back and it was like four, 19 to forty something. I was like, yeah. I was gone for maybe. <laughs> maybe 10 minutes what happened okay yeah. that's what the Texans get to look forward to here like it's it's, it's gonna be an absolute drill all right Ethan give us your hot takes for this one um I don't really have any hot takes though I'm kind of tempted to take the Texans after Jake and Joe going on the same boat here <laughs> um, oh, so we're learning we're learning <laughs> <laughs> but uh I am gonna join them and it's probably hey. maybe makes it better maybe the only, but, the only good news is that the more people we have in the boat, the quicker it sinks. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair, <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys. I just, I mean, I know they're going back to Mills this week as the starting quarterback, but Thank I don't God. think it's going to make it even better. Do, do not. Joseph, do not. I, I am not in trouble. trouble. I am not in trouble. Because of his neck? That dude's like 80% neck. <laughs> No, if we want yeah. the snap that I the snap that I gave out. Like, literally, Eagles, it looks like there the it is. The snap that I gave out on that Eagles game that when we talked about on the house test was he has thrown not one, not two, not three. I I want to say he's four or five games with two plus touchdowns. The guy somewhat is doing what he can with how crappy that team. And I am all about it. So big Davis Mills fans. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ethan. I just had to put Joe in his place real quick. <laughs> oh, no, that was really all I was going to say. I mean, I don't think he's going to light the world on fire. I, I know his long neck of his. I don't think it's going to help. Um, I, I think it's just going to be a, like, it's going to be a repeat of that Colts game. But it's the fourth quarter is every quarter. Fourth quarter is yeah. All righty, <laughs> Nick. You're going to bring us home with that game. Uh, I think there's zero percent chance that the Texans win. So don't say that because they're gonna win. It's very no, no. It's impossible. No, I'm gonna, it's I'm, gonna, Nick. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that there's zero percent chance. Uh, Texans are gonna get the number one draft pick. Now they're gonna win. Quarterback. So. Just because you yeah. said that they're gonna win now. And, and since Jill put her my, me in my place about Davis Mills, I want you to take a bet on Davis Mills in our segment I on will. Sunday. I, mean, I don't care what it is. Why? It's gonna you got to take one. Jake, Jake is just coming from a place of absolute hurt. He's just... They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. Yeah, okay. it's great pain. Straight pain. It's like, why? Fake smiles, real tears, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, the spread is Houston plus 16 and a half. That is a massive spread. I would take, I'd take be it. tempted to take that. Joe's going to take it. It's going to hit. Everyone listening. All right. Well, let's get off of the pain and move on to another division <laughs> matchup. And that is, of course, the Eagles heading into New Jersey to take on the New Jersey Jets. Jets. <laughs> Giants. Giants. They've shared the same field. You know what? At what point are they just one team? They, they play the same pretty they much. They probably right? have a better roster if they were one team. There you go. <laughs> I, I think the NFL should let them be one team and they'll probably still lose games. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start off with Jake. What's your thoughts on this one? My first thought was to pick the Giants. Don't know why my thought, my brain went to that. Um, I'm going to stick with Philly. They're too powerful on offense right now. And AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts just have a special connection right now. And Jalen Hurts potentially win MVP, so. Okay. I, I got the Eagles. They're just, right now, him and A.J. Brown have that connection that I don't think he'd be broken. All right. And, Nick, what are you thinking? 
Uh, so I haven't I haven't been a believer at all in the Giants this year, uh, even though that they have a seven and four seven four one record. Um, so I think that the I think the Eagles easily easily win here, and uh, Giants keep on reeling and going back in the standings. Alrighty. And Ethan, what are you thinking for this one? Um, it is mid to late season Daniel Jones, so it's going to be a giant dumpster fire for the rest of the year, in my opinion. Uh, as we've seen years before, uh, I'm taking Philly on this, on everything, every little thing possible. Uh, I don't need to explain anything else. I'm not a Giants believer. I never will be. Alrighty. And Joe, I'm ready for these takes. What do you What do you I mean, so I, I was a Giants believer early on. I think that them the way they were writing uh, Saquon Barkley and everything like that was perfect. The problem is Saquon Barkley was coming off an, an injury plague season the year before, and obviously he does not have the stamina to carry or to, to handle the amount of touches that it would require for this team to be good. They have tons of injuries in the wide receiver court that the the, the Tooney trade turns out to hurt them more because the minute they traded Tooney away, I think uh, they lost their their number two right off the bat. So their offense is depleted. Uh, their defense that was playing really well has got some injuries going on with it right now. I just don't see a way the Eagles lose this game unless they play down to the level of their competition, which they have shown a history to do. So, I mean, the Giants have a shot. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. The Giants' defense is too good to get blown out. But I don't think – unless they find a way to control the clock, they really have a chance of winning. I still think the Eagles win by a touchdown at least. I just want to quickly point out to Ethan's Daniel Jones dumpster fire – there's two points to this. Number one, Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball embodies what it means to be a New York Giant. He is an absolute players coach for that team. And just like the players in Detroit will run through walls for Dan Campbell, and I probably will as well, I will run through walls for Brian Dayball. And Daniel Jones has stepped up, and Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones have a connection and a relationship. And the guys that he is center of they will run through walls for Daniel Jones. So we have to remember the New York football giants, New Jersey, really love, absolutely love ugly football. The uglier, the absolute better. So I will put my two cents in there is this is going to be an incredibly disgusting and nasty football game, but all in the name of entertainment. We will be moving on though. The Jaguars and the Titans. We're just divisional Sunday, man. It's the time All of the right. year. It's yeah, division <laughs> divisional Sunday. That's what we should actually name this podcast. <laughs> but it feels that way. Yeah, divisional Sunday kicking us off. Let's start with Ethan. I'm intrigued on this one. We the last what time we started with you, we got sour about ice cream. What are we getting sour about this time? Oh, uh, I'm actually not going to get sour about anything, and I'm going to pick the Jags on this one. I, I'm really? 100% on the Jags with this one. Uh, I know Derrick Henry is a one-man team at this point, yeah. but I'm taking the Jags because I just think they have a more well-rounded offense compared to the Titans, which they just have Derrick Henry run through walls for himself. <laughs> I, I just I trust the Jags more than the Titans, in my opinion, when it comes to the passing game, at least. Interesting. Alrighty, Jake, what are you thinking? I'm right there with Ethan. I also am going with the Jaguars. Oh, great. Now they're going to lose. <laughs> it's not like all my friends. Um, I kind of, what Ethan said too, it's just Derrick Henry is just their offense. Burks is hurt. I, I know Tannehill is also questionable, but I feel like he's been questionable all season. And it's just, uh, I can't say his name right now. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk have another special connection. And after they just got demolished last week, I think you see a totally different Jaguars team this week. All righty. Joe, what are you thinking? I mean, if this was two weeks ago, like, or like last week and they were going into the game, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you see the way the Jags play the Ravens? I 100% would pick the Jags. And then they come out and they drop an egg pretty much against the Lions, who we were all just, you know, talking a bunch of garbage about earlier. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I can't trust them. Yeah. I can't trust them. And I, I don't know. It depends on what Trevor Lawrence shows up. And I keep saying this. I say this every week. I said, oh, the Titans got a sneaky defense. They give up 35 points and, you know, get blown out. I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong. But I don't think that this is a game that the Jags win. I just, they're, 
this is not in the cards for him. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence has shown that he can play consistently good quarterback football. He just he makes questionable decisions, turns the ball over in key situations. And honestly, their best games, I went back and looked, the Jags' best games is when Zay Jones, not Christian Kirk, not Travis Etienne, Zay Jones has a good game. When he has 11 targets or, or you know, eight targets, nine targets, and like 100 yards, they win games. That Ravens game, he had, what, 12 targets, 10 catches for 100 and some odd yards and a two-point conversion. Just that two-point conversion was one in the game. So, I mean, Zay Jones is the key to that offense more so than anybody else on that team. And the games that they get blown out or they lose, he only has two catches. They That game that last week against the Lions, he gets targeted seven times, had two catches for 22 yards or 26 yards. So... Hey. Ooh. Go on. I mean, Zay Jones is the key to that offense, and they just don't do a good enough job of targeting him and getting him involved. And so for that purpose alone, I actually think that that defense, which hasn't shown up all year, is going to get absolutely mollywopped, calling out Matt. Matt loves that that phrase, and I love using it whenever I can possibly fit it in. And so they're going to get mollywopped, and Derrick Henry is going to have a 156-yard day and like three scores. Probably going to throw one, too. Why not? I'll be happy for that for fantasy, but I did really quickly before we move on to Nick wanted to say if I had a dollar for every time I heard the name Neem Hines and Zay Jones out of your mouth, I would be sitting so pretty. Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, so, I mean, both teams are coming off big losses from last week. So I think we're going to see some progression off, both offensively. Um, I am worried about the Titans wide receiver core. Uh, they really haven't done anything at all all year. Uh, and I am a big Trevor Lawrence fan and believer. I And everything's telling me to pick the Jaguars, but uh, I'm going to go and pick the opposite. I just think that the Titans and Derrick Henry uh, are going to continue to run all over this Jaguars defense. He's he's done it almost every single game in the past, and I don't think it's going. I don't think anything's going to stop him this game. Alrighty, the next one, surprise, another divisional matchup, <laughs> and that is. The flexed game, thank goodness for the NFL for doing that. The flexed game of the Chiefs and Broncos that was supposed to be Sunday night football. It is now at 4.05. Um, I feel like this one's an easy unanimous across the board, but I'm going to let everyone give their own explanations. We'll start with you, Joe. I mean, thank God they flex it because no one wants to see an absolute massacre in prime time. I mean, this is going to be ugly and it probably shouldn't be. There's a reason it's not nationally televised because you cannot actually televise that type of a beating. And it's, I I, I don't even know how the Broncos wake up every day and come to work and know that Russell Wilson is going to be taking snaps because I think I could throw more passing yards and better in touchdowns and stuff with those kind of weapons than what Russell Wilson has shown. And by the way, I have an arm like Kyle Orton, all right? 40 yards is probably my max, and that's all you're getting out of me. But you know what? I could still do better than whatever the hell Russell Wilson is doing out there. The Chiefs are absolutely going to dominate this game. Oh, yeah. I, I do want to say, I I already, I'm so excited to pick Jake to do this, and I'm going to leave him for last just because I'm that excited. <laughs> But I do want to point out one really sad thing I just witnessed was the gentleman that they did for the Walter Payton Award. That was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. But I feel so bad. If you didn't watch the video, I highly recommend go watch Mm -hmm. it. But he grew up in Denver, grew up a Broncos fan. It was his lifelong dream to be drafted by the Broncos. They go over this whole long thing. And his charity is giving back to the community and the kids and football camps and you get the, the point. And I feel so bad for him that he has to be led by Russell Wilson when his whole thing is about passion for kids around the community he grew up in and teaching them how to play football. And then he has to go to work with that guy. But Nick, I digress. It is your turn. Uh, so I remember in the beginning of the season, everybody was so high on the Broncos team. They were, they were supposed to be a potential AFC West uh, candidate, Super Bowl contender. Um, and now even their own fans have given up on their own team. Uh, Jamal Williams has more touchdowns than the entire Broncos offense. So, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. I do want to point out, I can pull up the video for video evidence. I picked the Broncos to be fourth in the AFC West. So I am the one that was not high on them. Ethan. I mean, at the same time, if you pick him to be fourth in AFC West at the beginning of the year, we're like, yeah, he's going to be fourth and probably all four teams make the playoffs. So, I mean, 
No, no, that's the NFC East. You, we all had it wrong. Uh, Ethan, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, you know, I'm totally going to pick the Chiefs on this one because uh, Broncos country, let's cry. <laughs> that's a they, new one. I think Drew Locke would have led this team to a better record and a better offensive spot than Russell Wilson has his entire season. Yep. I think that. And if I said this at the beginning of the year, everyone would have looked at me like I was insane. But no, I, I think it's going to be a massacre. The Chiefs are winning by, I'm, I'm going to even go by 30 <laughs> at this point. Okay. Well, before, I, I'm ready for Jake's take on this, but I want to give a Fun stat before we get into that. Russell Wilson has more bathrooms in his home than he does touchdowns <laughs> this season. Jake, hit us uh, with it. I hope Kansas City wins so badly that you see fans leaving by the by the end of the first drive. I hope they win by fucking 50. I hope John <laughs> Elway is just done with his team. I hope it makes me even happier that they suck and that Seattle's going to get a top five pick. And Seattle could win the division, and they're going to have a top five pick next year. I'm just saying, I, I want to double down. I want them to be losing so bad that John Elway comes out in his throwback Denver uniform, just sits Russell Wilson down, goes, I'm ta- I'm taking the snaps now, bud. And Peyton <laughs> And then I hope yeah, and Peyton Just rotate him in. Just rotate him in, man. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this game. I cannot wait. I think you're the only one, Jake. But we are going to move on to the next game, and that is the Panthers and the Seahawks. I oddly am very excited to see this matchup. I love the turnaround the Panthers have had since their apocalypse day of firings and tradings. But we will start with Nick for this one. What are you thinking? Uh, so I just I love the way that Geno Smith has been playing all year. He he's what the favorite for NFL Comeback Player of the Year, and uh, I don't think he's going to let that down. So. His ball placement has been one of the best, if not the best, on deep throws this year. So I think he's going to continue to do that. DK Metcalf's going to have a big game, and uh, Seahawks win easily. All righty. And Ethan, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, I. it's hard to try and sugarcoat this, but I, I just don't think the Panthers can really stand a chance. I, I Do I think they're going to keep it? between at least a score and a half? Yes. I just don't think they realistically have a chance to win this game. The Seahawks have just proved to be one of the better teams in the league this year, while a Sam Darnold-led team, I just can't really believe it. Hopefully he's not seeing ghosts, because that would be... He probably is. Jake, what are you thinking about? Uh, I asked, like, Seattle. I was actually kind of very shocked. I think the spread is, like, three... Seattle by three. It was kind of surprised to see that is very low. Um, I also don't think Carolina has won a game on the road. And I do not think they will this week. I think Seattle's offense is also coming into their own. I think Kenneth Walker has become a very good running back in this league. Her Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they're all joining together. Geno Smith, I do like Seattle. And I, just, I hope Seattle wins by 40 and proves Denver wrong. Alrighty, and Jose Sif, that's my name for you, sorry. What are you thinking? The Panthers are going to win this game. Kenneth Walker's not playing. I like that. Kenneth Walker is hurt. Kenneth Walker is what that offense has gone through this entire year. Kenneth Walker establishes the rhythm of that offense. He is not playing. They've already ruled him out. Geno Geno Smith. uh... Geno Smith literally turns around, hands the ball off to Kenneth Walker, and the defense has to fill the box, and he makes timely throws. If you don't have a running back, no one gives a shit who you're handing the ball off of. They're going to play zone, and they're going to play press man coverage, and they're going to bracket everybody, and Gino's going to have to win this game. And guess what he hasn't done recently? Been winning them the games. They've literally regressed. I said, hey, wait, everyone thinks Seattle's doing really good right now. Wait till they regress. And guess what? Just in time for the the 49ers to get Christian McCaffrey, the Seattle Seahawks started to regress, and they have not done well at all. And Panthers... Go on, Jill. I was going to say... You are correct. And that AFC, AFC, I am just messing up my AFCs and (laughs) NFCs today. The NFC West, really the only competition is the 49ers and the Seahawks. And you are making absolutely astounding and great points about the Seahawks. But we also have to remember 
not only did, did Jimmy Garoppolo go out, Christian McCaffrey's hurt, Elijah Mitchell's hurt, Debo Samuels is hurt. Pretty much their defense, a lot of people are banged up. There's really only Nick Bosa, which he's a one-man defense. I will very much give him credit there. But we have to remember that one team is dealing with a lot of injuries while one team is dealing with a quarterback running back issue, which maybe just maybe this week he comes out and decides to play. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it, the Panthers and Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, everyone wants to, to, to shit on Sam Darnold. All right. But, you know, we're sitting here talking of Geno Smith and we're, we're shitting on Sam Darnold. But uh, didn't they come from the same team and look the exact same pretty much the entire time they were with that team? Straight dog shit. I will the Jets give- literally kill quarterbacks. Correct. I mean, and I will give Sam Darnold credit where credit is due. He was under Adam Gase. Let's all yeah. take a moment for that. That's yeah. stuff, but that's your career. I mean, honestly, it, it's that bad. And he had, and he had Le'Veon Rule. Bell, who he had Le'Veon, yeah, Matt Rule, Le'Veon Bell, who didn't really want to play at all. And now he's in the Carolina team that honestly doesn't have a bad defense. There are some studs on that side of the ball. And they have the playmakers to get after the Seattle team. I'm not saying, you know, that it's going to, the Panthers are going to walk away from it, but. You know, the Panther, the, the Seattle Seahawks have not looked like they did earlier in the year. They have not looked like we thought, like, hey, we thought they were going to run away with that division because the 49ers had started Trey Lance. That didn't look good. And how was Jimmy Garoppolo going to step back in? Could they rebound and get back in this thing? We thought Seattle was going to run away from it. And now they're in second place in that division. All right. That's what's happened. And I'm telling you right now, I have not been impressed with what I've seen. They have not done a lot of things. Even before Kenneth Walker got hurt, he had kind of started to regress because teams figured them out. They figured out how they wanted to, you wanted to attack. And now they're kind of defending them better. And if the Panthers coaching staff, which after Matt Rule left, they have turned the page. And sometimes that's all it takes is a culture shift. I'd pick the Panthers in this game. Well, we are going to move on from that and go to the game that I was very excited to watch. But unfortunately, it has all changed due to Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. And that was, of course, Tom Brady versus Jimmy Garoppolo. The quarterback controversy that was in New England was going to duke it out on the field, and we don't get that. But we get something better. It might be a purdy game, if you ask me. We'll start with Jake. What are you thinking for this one? This is also a game that I've been going back and forth about. Um, I want to pick Tampa. I want to pick San Fran. I want to pick Tampa. I want to pick San Fran. If Garoppolo was playing instead of Mr. Relevant, um, I would pick. San Francisco, I, it's a very, very tough game for me to even like decide about because I really want to pick Tampa. But then I saw how their offense played last week or two days ago and how bad it looked. So I think I am going to pick San Fran. I know Mr. I, I don't even know his name off the top of my head. Purdy, bro. And let's not talk about he is Mr. Irrelevant. No, I don't he know. is also the first. <clears throat> and only Mr. Irrelevant in the history of the NFL to score a touchdown. So that is also pretty relevant. Uh, I am going to pick the 49ers because he did look pretty all right filling in for Garoppolo. Pretty so right. I'm going to pick the 49ers. <laughs> I do think it'll be a close game, or I hope it is. But All right, Nick, I'm passing it to you. Uh, so this is, I think this is going to be a tough matchup. I mean, um, it, it, just like Jake said, if Jimmy G was playing, I was going to pick 49ers every 10 out of 10 times uh since he since he's out uh I've, I've been leaning towards the buccaneers even though they have been they haven't even been putting up 20 20 points a game uh i think they finally i think this is the game they finally put it, go in the 20s uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked uh i wouldn't be shocked if uh if, if the 49ers do win because they have the recipe to beat to beat the bucks with with nick bosa and that defense all right, Ethan, what are you thinking? I mean, I don't even care that Mr. Irrelevant is starting this game. I have full faith in this man, and I think this 49ers are going to win this game. I have full faith that they are winning this game due to the fact I just don't believe in this Tampa team. I don't believe in it. Ever since, you know, basically the last the, – since week two of this season, I, I haven't believed in it. I haven't. All righty, and Joe – Finish us with this one. So you're you're just talking about oh you know the, the Brady Garoppolo all the Patriots past stuff all the history there these quarterbacks finally go at it and I said but we get something better we get the goat versus Mister Relevant because now he is relevant all right that is the headline of this game I don't care what anybody else says the goat Mister Irrelevant 
get them in the ring, boxing gloves, figure out a way to pick Art that one together. The 49ers are going to win this game. I, I, Mr. Irrelevant, that, that guy has got nothing to lose. He's going to go out there gunslinging, throwing just bombs. Every, I don't even care. And I think that he's got the skill position players to do it. He's got Brandon Ayuk. He's got George Kittle. I know Debo's hurt, but he's still probably playing. Cole I know McCaffrey's hurt, but he's still probably playing. Carl Juszczyk, Kyle Juszczyk. I can't hate on Juszczyk anymore. I've already been called out for it once. Thank yeah. you for calling it in. That's what I thought. Yeah, can't can't do any use yeah. check hey anymore. But he's got yeah. all the tools and a good defense going for him. Brock Purdy is going to beat the goat, and that's what's going to happen. All right. Well, I have two things to say, and they both revolve around Tom Brady. Number one, Tom Brady is sitting at home right now. His kids aren't there because they're with Giselle, and he is going over the tape of Brock Purdy from last week and every single college game that Brock Purdy has ever played in. The sad part is, is the team doing that? And is the team going to be able to know the same notes that Tom Brady is studying? And the second is, I said this on my podcast, but I will say it here and say it proud. I am so depressed for such a man who has such incredible accolades and the vote of the NFL for just abomination of a season that he is, I think, going out on. But we will move on to a brighter place, and that is sunny Southern California. The Los Angeles Chargers are hosting the Dolphins. This is going to be a lot more of an intense game than people are thinking, I personally think. But we will start with Nick. What are you thinking? Uh, So I think that everybody is down on Tua. Think that he they they say that he's overrated, that he can't make some some throws. He he's coming off a game where he just played the number one defense and didn't look so great. Uh I think he I think he's gonna perform great though. Uh he has the weapons around him that he needs and the Chargers just haven't looked like they should with the weapons that they have. Um I've I've expected that the charge that I expected the Chargers to be just up up there with the Chiefs and the Bengals and and the Bills, um, Herbert hasn't played great. He, whether he's injured or not, he's still playing. And uh, I just don't think he's going to put in a performance that's going to beat Tua and the Dolphins. All right. Ethan, what are you thinking? Wait, I could be wrong in this, but isn't Tua – didn't he get hurt last game, an ankle sprain or something like that? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, but his both pretty much his two off major offensive tackles were out last week, and I think they're still questionable for this week. And I, I swear I saw something about two being hurt, but knowing yeah, that... ankle injury, uh, week 13 ankle injury, watched mm-hmm. ahead of week 14 two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. uh, there's the breaking news. Uh, with him also having an ankle injury with his two tackles out. That's something to look at, knowing he has Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on both of those sides. Yeah. The, They're the going to Bosa. have a field day on, on Tua. <laughs> that, that's got to suck. Two Bosas in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but I'm, ta- I'm taking the charges on this. Due to the fact that Tua's injured, ankle injury, his bo- both of his tackles are, I think, the Chargers defense is really going to step up and they're going to absolutely demolish the Dolphins offense for the most part when it comes to the passing game. So before we move on to Joe, one quick stat that I want to put out there was Tua is the number one quarterback in the league when needing to get the ball out in under two and a half seconds. So he is good at his quick plays, but that was with his two tackles in front of him. And since they are I want to say they are potentially still questionable. That does pose a difference uh, in his playmaking ability. And obviously we saw that last week. He was very much showing his true colors. But I I move on to Joe. I mean, this game probably is going to be closer than I want it to be. Um, Yes. Whereas Jake and everyone from some of these other games, they were flip-flopping a little bit. This is the game I flip-flopped on because – the Chargers have the the pass rushers up front to make that Dolphins offensive line struggle. Not having your two starting tackles, not a b- good combination to go up against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That's not a that's, that's a combination not made for anyone to succeed in that Miami offense. I don't think that they're going to play as well as they hope. 
And I, I, I actually think the Chargers win or squeak one out. Here. It's, the only question I have, and I haven't checked yet, is Mike Williams playing? Because I think if Mike Williams, uh, I know he played last week, but I didn't know that till like the very beginning of the game, and not that it mattered. But he is limited as of two hours ago. Yeah, okay. right here on, so, the, on mean, the injury report, he is questionable. But yeah, like Joseph. So I mean, if Mike Williams plays, Keenan Allen's back, Austin Eckler's there, <laughs> uh, Joshua Palmer's been tearing it up in the absence of those guys, so he's a good wide receiver three they have there. I just don't know if you know these pass rushers get after Tua and and the Chargers get out in front if they can come back. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with LA. All right, and Jake, take us home. Um, kind of like what Joe said. I've also flip flopped with this game just because it's too. It's, it is very tough. Like you guys have said, Miami's missing their two offensive tackles. You got Joey Bosa. You got Kilomack. But then just a part of me that thinks all Tua has to do is just do a little slant route, Tyreek Hill. And he's gone for like in a blink of an eye. I do like Miami in this game. I do think it's going to come down to probably the last possession. I just think Miami's offense too is just really good. Two is also in the MVP discussion. So Tyreek Hill has like 1,400 yards and we're, we're in week 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's just absurd. And I think he has like four touchdowns, which is even yeah. crazier. <laughs> well, we will finish off as we just did our Sunday games and we are heading into Monday night football and I am going Yippee. to be very very honest here yes I know my sweatshirt says Patriots but it was actually a Packers Patriots old school Super Bowl sweatshirt just I want to relive that, that Super Bowl. Bowl. I'm so happy I watched that, that Super Bowl so I watched that Super Bowl but I, I will be very honest in saying I think this is going to be an incredibly boring game. I, that is just flat out. That's my my number one bullet point for this game. Crazy boring. We are going to start with Jake. What's your thoughts? Uh, this game probably might kill me. Um, it's just the Patriots offense. They, I don't know. They need something just to get going. I know people like to point to that Minnesota game, but I think Minnesota was on like their fourth string corner. So you can take that as you may. Uh, Matt Patricia is 1000% the problem. Um, he's going to ruin Mac Jones's career. And I will be very, very um, pissed at that. If the, I mean, and the Patriots struggle against mobile quarterbacks is they just haven't really looked good against Justin Fields. It looked like, crap against Lamar and those the crap. Um, but I could ramble about this Patriot team for hours and hours and hours, so I'm not going to. Uh, I can't pick a score or a team because that's I just can't. This, um, is, your, this is your one you're throwing in the towel? Yeah, I, it's going to – the Patriots need this game. If they want any shot of making the playoffs, they need this game. So hopefully the offense shows up and hopefully Patricia knows what he's doing. All right, and Ethan, what are you thinking? Uh, I think this is the game that's likely going to finally make me cry this season, if I'm being oh. honest with you. Uh, just looking at our quarters against DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't think it's going to be a very fun time for us. I think if Jalen Mills plays, it's going to help. If they have Jonathan Jones on another number one corner, uh, wide receiver, I'm going to freak out. He's not a Jonathan Jones is a slot corner. He's not. He's he not supposed to be on the number one. No, he's a slot corner. I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to ramble this entire time. No, I, I, I'm just excited, really excited to get to Joe because he looks like he is contemplating. He, he looks like he's having a, a mental breakdown right now. He is. <laughs> but I'm saving him for the last solely because I want that mental breakdown to just go longer. Nick. Um, but yeah, like oh. I was saying, I mean, it's oh, just. Ethan wasn't done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If I had my hat on, I'd throw it down right now. Uh, <laughs> I just, like I said, we just, <laughs> thanks, y'all, appreciate it. <laughs> um, if I had, if we had a good number one corner that could take on DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be okay. I just don't think Jack Jones or Jalen Mills or Jonathan Jones can take him on. And at the same time, once again, mobile quarterbacks. It's Kyler Murray. I know it could be Call of Duty double XP weekend, but I just, I really, we need this game. 
I want to pick the Patriots, but I just don't know anymore. All right, Nick, what are you thinking? Um, so everybody here seems to to have a lot more faith in the Cardinals than I do. Uh, as much faith, uh, I, don't, I don't have much faith in the Patriots at all this season, but I have even less faith that the Cardinals can do anything. They're on the verge of having their head coach fired. Kyle, Kyle Kyler Murray is not playing up to his capabilities. Uh, yeah, D Hop has been having some good games here and there. Uh, but I just don't think him and, and Kyler Murray are on the same page. We've seen them have some disputes on the sidelines. Um, and I just don't think that the Cardinals defense is anything to ride home about. So even though the Patriots offense isn't that good, I see them having a field day against the Cardinals and the Patriots are going to are gonna win this. All right. I do quickly want to point out no other quarterback has ever had written their contract that they need to study tape for four hours. And I'm still going to talk about that because it's the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. But last but not least, we finally get to Joe. To Don't cry, buddy. It's okay. Breakdown. It'll be okay, buddy. Okay. We've known Matt Patricia was going to be the offensive coordinator since July. Right? He like he, we we like they knew in that building the offensive coordination that was who this guy was going to be. Don't let that shit that Bill Bell. Oh, we will figure out the best coaches and stuff for that. No, that's bullshit. All right, he knew Matt Patricia was calling plays. All right, he just likes to not tell us a damn thing until it shows up on the damn sideline. All right, let's be real. You knew Matt Patricia was calling it, and in and no shit from July until it's the first damn week of December. All right, we're literally the end of the first week. 14 damn weeks of football, and this guy hasn't established an offensive identity? Are you kidding me? We don't, he doesn't know. Like, tell me what the identity is. The because offense. he's an idiot. He is an no, idiot. I think, I think we have identified it. No, it's, we have run, what, what it's run, 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 pass. It's run, 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 run. What is the strength of this team? Don't use your tight ends as a sign. What's the strength of this team? Don't use Kendrick Moore. It, he shows up it, five minutes. It's running backs, right? Why the fuck are we not in 12 personnel? Why are we not putting the jumbo frame out there running power gap scheme like why are we not supposed Kendrick to? Horn? And then why, why are, are you not, not using you... our tight ends? That's what the I don't understand. Well, it's two wide receivers, two tight ends, one running back. Guess what that means? You put your two best wide receivers, your two best tight ends, which it turns out you have one of the best pairings of tight ends on the fucking NFL. You don't use them, right? You put them out there, and then you put Ramondre slash Damian Harris, whichever one you want, in the backfield. And guess what? There are three different formations you can run out of that. And out of that formation, you have shit tons of plays and guess what it makes sense because you can put them all out there and they go well i don't know if they're gonna run or pass and guess what it does you do play action and suddenly the safeties that are 10 yards off the line of scrimmage i don't know how many times i can watch tape and see the entire damn defense this offense is going against 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and they don't they're just, oh we're just gonna hand the fucking ball off they just got they got four defensive linemen four linebackers a safety or two safeties and like one corner out there but fuck it let's just a gap it right off the center no big deal. You get two yards. Like Ramondre Stevenson, there were three plays. The, all of the defense on the Bills in that Bills game was 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. They hand it to Ramondre three times. He drug people for nine yards on all of those plays. And what do they do? They run it again. And you know what? He gets stuffed. They're very like, oh, predictable. Like Joe's oh, saying, like, you run the ball three times. And then guess what? You're going to run it a fourth. And then guess what? You're going to run it a fifth. It just and, makes and he's, no he's fucking really, sense. And it makes no sense. Play so, action, anything, for the love of God. And you know what? It's not going to happen. Actually, you know what? Go to the, our website. It'll be down in the description. Rob's going to put it in there. I wrote a blog on this. Literally, it took me five minutes to write this blog, all right? Now, it is like seven paragraphs, so if you're not a reader, it might take you a minute or you might want to read it. But guess what? I not only established an offensive identity, established a play scheme, established how to utilize it, established how to integrate play action, and how to revive Mac Jones' career in five goddamn minutes. I will this say guy has while, while all of that was very entertaining, thank you so much, Joe. Cardinals uh, by a million. Th thank you. That was the Come question. On, man. <laughs> Joe, Cardinals do you need a hug, man? No. Jesus. Cardinals by a fucking no. million. The pass will not the pass are not gonna get blown out. They're no, probably lose, I, but they won't I get blown out. I want them to. I want them to. Because this Bill Belichick I don't have the heart to wish them to be too late. It's too late so to make this, any So this is the question I got. The Cardinals are coming off a bye. And oh, gonna... it, no, 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 but last week was double XP on Call of Duty. <laughs> so I don't double think XP, Kyler Murray, I don't think Kyler Murray was you know, doing extra, 3P, or extra by 50, bro. Let's just get it over with. All right. 
I have a, I have a legit question. I, I just this has been my question. I ask people. I want to say I think I talked with Joe about this already, but let's just we'll do it again. Why not? The first time was practice. Cardinals obviously are very unhappy with Cliff Kingsbury and there's obviously some issues with Kyler Murray. There is a coach that is saying he wants to come back and play and he would love the opportunity if the Ravens do not re-sign him to play with Lamar Jackson, that coach being Sean Payton. I'm not saying that this happens. I'm not saying salary caps or I, I'm just putting an idea out there. Cardinals, Sean Payton, Lamar Jackson, do you love it? Yes or no? Rapid no. fire, Nick. Uh, no, just because I don't think the Cardinals have any identity right now. Uh, they don't have a defense that like no young talent. So bring it. He's going to the same situation, in my opinion. Okay. You can't afford two, two, you can't afford two, two hundred. No, I, yeah, we'll, 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 I, said, I we'll, said we're not looking we'll, salary cap. Just the we'll, idea. What would we be trading, Kyler? No, there's. I, I'm. It's just. An Are idea. we doing dual quarterback? No, there's no Tyler's way gone. it's Tyler's not Arizona. Goodbye, Carl. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Yes or no, no. no. There, th thank not. you, Jake. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, guys. That was the House Call Podcast. Down below is all of our links for our merch and our sponsors for the podcast. Of course, you want to go get merch because I don't know. I think we're a pretty cool podcast and you'd be a square if you didn't have our merch. And Hell yeah. Like I always say, you don't want to be dehydrated. I have my water here next to me and I'm ready to go put a liquid IV in it myself uh, so that way I can be hydrated before bed. You, of course, can get your own liquid IV packets using our code, the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast for 20% off and free shipping. That's a great deal. And our newest sponsor, thanks to Joe, is the Sports Memorabilia it is through fanatics and i i mean i don't know how much of a description i really need to give for sports memorabilia but um you know sports items <laughs> with signatures and it's a memorabilia item uh especially with the holidays right around the corner not a bad gift to give and not a bad thing to just buy for yourself because you want it so go ahead and check that out the link will be down below and you help us out. You help us produce these episodes by doing that. And we want to continue doing that because that entertaining ending with Joe and Jake was really all you ever really come to see for these shows. And you want to keep going. <laughs> but I am Jill and I'm signing off with Nick, Joe, Jake, and Ethan. Until next time. Bye, guys. It's just something to really think about. Like the San Francisco podcast. 49ers could be really legit. I saw Experience a story on Twitter. Um, I believe it's from Ian Rappaport. And remember to use the code, um, the underscore.